Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. And welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan. This is Catherine, and I've got my fabulous five sisters here with me, Whitney, Sarah, and Claudette. Kathleen is out and about doing amazing things in this world, so she'll be joining us for our next show. And today we have a very, very exciting topic that can be a little controversial. It has a little bit of a bad reputation. We're talking about today, the power of the confront. And so what do you feel when you hear the word confront? What comes up for you when you have to confront somebody about something? How does it make you feel? Does it make you feel a little bit nervous or a lot nervous like it makes me feel? Or maybe you're just like, oh, just another conversation. Or maybe you're like, you know what? It's going to lead to really positive things. Or maybe you're like, oh, it's going to be the worst conversation ever. I don't know if I'm going to make it out alive. Whatever the story is, it's just a story. And actually, one of my areas of life that I've really been stepping into in a big way over these last couple of years is the power of the confront because it was extremely uncomfortable for me. I'd be lying if I said it's not any longer because it often is. And I will say it always leads to something super powerful, usually more connection, usually even more alignment, deeper friendships, deeper relationships, deeper work relationships. And every once in a while, it doesn't. I've had situations where it hasn't gone so well. However, it did in the long run because not every relationship is meant to stay in our life forever. So we have a lot to unpack here. It's really exciting. Sarah and I are a part of a, it's like a training and development group called Unblinded. And we recently were talking about this And one of the leaders, uh, Sean Callagy, said he called it carefront instead of confront. And I absolutely loved it. It resonated with me. It feels easier to have the conversations when we're saying carefront. So if that helps you at all, create some ease, some new wording, because language is also super important in how we use it. So how do you feel, Whitney, when you hear the word confront? Um, well, I'm not particularly offended by that. Trained as a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, you got to be real comfortable. <laughs> that's, that's, 
Well, you know, the interesting thing is that that's what people think lawyers are about. I'm not about confrontation. I am about, I think, clear communication. And there are times when things need to be said and it's not necessarily comfortable to say it, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be said, right? And so I think there's some things that I have tried to use that help me to address things that I believe need to be addressed. And and one has been really learning to take my ego out of the situation and recognizing that if something needs to be said, it just needs to be said. But not to be looking to tear someone else down or necessarily protect myself. And I think a lot of times the issue with confrontation is that we are concerned with being attacked, right? And our our, our nature is self-defense. It is to protect ourselves. And so we don't want to have those conversations or interactions with people where we may be found out. Um, we may be wrong. We had an episode in the past talking about, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And so I think what's really important is to be clear about what it is that you want you know, what what the outcome is that you are trying to get to. So I'll share a story. This is personal and it involves my siblings. And I have over the course of my almost 58 years of life have had times when the relationship between myself and one or more of my siblings has not been on the strongest ground, right? The the foundation is a little shaky and have tried to make attempts to go back in time to sort of get to the root of the problem. And there are some people who you can have conversations with where they will, they're willing to go with you to get to the to the root of what's going on. And others just sort of want to, let's just let all that go and start here and move on. And what I have discovered, you know, works best for me is not necessarily what works best for other people, which makes it challenging to resolve the, re- the relationship issues. And so I feel like it's best to get back to the nugget, to the issue, if you can, or at least be willing to try to go there because just pretending like things didn't happen, they're still with us, right? Those thoughts, those memories are still with us. And at the most inopportune times, they will come up. So a couple of years ago, I, and I won't get into detail about the issue or the conversation here. But a couple of years ago, I had a conversation with my husband about an interaction or some interactions that I had had with my brother way back. And my husband was like, have you talked to him about it? Because you seem to have, when we're in family gatherings, you sort of have this attitude about him, right? You are sort of short with him. It wasn't something that I had 
recognize that I was doing. And so we talked it through and he's like, well, you know, you, you, at least you should talk to him and, and let him know. So I called my brother. We arranged to go have coffee and sit out and I approached the subject and said what, what my problem was, the concern, how I felt from some behaviors that had happened, some things that had been said between him and a significant other, and how that ultimately led to a lack of relationship with my niece and nephew, which I, I felt really bad about. And so that what's really interesting was that he didn't remember any of that, or at least that's what he said. He didn't remember any, oh, if I ever said that, I don't remember saying that. And so what that did for me, however, was I got it out, right? I got it out. I did it in as lovingly a manner as possible. And I love the the concept of changing confront to care front. I did it as lovingly as possible. I led with, I love you. You know, I love my niece and nephew. I would like for our, our family dynamics and our relationships to be healthy. And I think you need to understand like what's going on and, and what I'm feeling as part of this. And while he didn't own any of it, didn't claim any, I've, felt like I did my part, right? And in the end, that's all we can do. And learning to be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? And recognizing that, and I'm one of those people, I don't know about you guys, in the six human needs, um, certainty is like, way high on the list for me or has been. It's been something that I've been working on. And this the, the concept of being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that includes having difficult conversations, right? It, and maybe confront is or confrontation isn't the right word, but I certainly think being willing to have difficult conversations or potentially difficult conversations because like you said, Catherine, maybe they don't turn out to be difficult at all. And it's something we've worked into our mind. It's we've worked in story about how it's going to go. And so we play, I'm going to say this. So, and they're going to respond. We don't know how people are going to respond. You know, maybe they surprise you. Maybe they surprise you. So I just want to say, I think being clear of the outcome, being clear of your motive, learning to be comfortable, being uncomfortable, and being okay with the uncertainty are great ways to approach this subject. Oh, I have so many amazing ahas in there. Whitney, being comfortable with being uncomfortable, that is extremely important in growth and acceleration and elevation in life. Confrontation or carefronting for me is definitely one way that I get there. And, you know, you said something that really resonated. You said, just get it out. I just got it out. And it's amazing how when we, you know, we get it out, like immediately we feel relief. And like, I'll build up this whole story in my mind about, you know, how the other person is going to react, which never happens that way. 
And it's like just getting it out. Like there's just something so magical about that process. And I think it's, I'll add getting clear on how to show up heart centered in the conversation. Like it's your, this care front, this confront is about the love that I have for you, the depth of the relationship I want to have, the connection I want to have with you. I'm talking to you about this. I'm being called to talk to you about this because I love you and I care for you and blah, blah, blah. Here it is. And that's so good because there's no point in confronting people that are insignificant in your life, right? People that you're never going to see again, like taking, you know, cutting the the store clerk down at the knees. You don't have to shop there. You don't have to deal with that person. That's real special energy. The sunshine is real special energy. Right? It's like, you don't even need to go there. But people that are important in your life that you want to have ongoing relationships with, being able to be in their presence in a loving way sometimes will take, you know, having these conversations that could be difficult, calling people on their ish, but you can do it in a loving way. And I think that's the most important thing. If you love someone, then find the loving way to go about having the conversations. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, you know, it's interesting to also look at the stories we tell ourselves around confronting, right? And Claudette, I'm sure you hear all the stories as the truth queen that we tell ourselves. I can imagine that this may come up quite a bit in helping your clients with truth, right? Is this something you find is a challenge for a lot of people? Well, yeah. And I think it goes back to the basics of energy, right? Like everything is thought wave. Our emotions are thought waves. Our words are waves. And when we don't express that energy, when something hits up against a belief that we have, You know, I always share with my clients to, if you get triggered, go to that belief. And what do you believe that even allowed you to get triggered? And they're like, wait a minute, this person did something really badly. But I always say, if you're truly standing in your power, in your identity, they can't even touch you. Like we are sovereign spiritual beings. And so, but everyone is mirroring back to us something that we believe. And so when we go into confrontation, a lot of people, I included, used to run from it. Or I would just explode. There was no middle ground. And that's where I got my nickname, the Red Terror, which is not an honorable nickname. I mean, but that's what I used to be called because I was like, don't F with me. Right. Like I was I like, I can oh. see it totally, but I, I don't want to see it. And I can't, I can see it, but I don't want to see it. Yeah, no, it used to be that. And then as I healed, I no longer felt the need to defend myself all the time because I was like, if I'm solid in, in who I truly am, maybe I can look at this situation and have grace and mercy on the other person. However, I had something that happened this point. I think it 
was February of 2020. And it caused me to lose a couple of friends. I've talked about this before. I hired a videographer to do a truth thing. And I didn't know what I was doing. I'm still discovering marketing at a whole different level. Like I am, you know, if I had it my way, I would just spread the truth throughout the world. And, you know, but you got to get it out to the world. Right. And so I hired him and it, he had a fear of being used. And I was like, well, I will never use you. But if you have a fear of being used, you're going to see everything through the lens of being used. Right. And so what happened is we tried to shoot video and it rained and we were trying to shoot outside. And then the last day we went and it rained on his equipment. And I ended up getting blamed for that where I called him out on it. I had paid him half the money that he he was going to charge me. I said, what do you want to charge me? I'll pay you half now. And then when I get the video, I'll pay the other half. And I'd already paid him. And um, I just said, it's not my fault. It's not my equipment. Like, ultimately, it's up to you, right? And so the confrontation started at that point. And some other interchanges, he ended up leaving. We were back and forth. And finally, I went and talked to a videographer. And she was like, you weren't even ready to shoot. You had no run. You had no outline. You had nothing. And I was like, well, that's why I felt lost. I wasn't being guided. And I sent him like this whole email, but not to be right, but but to go, here's your business plan, basically. You know, here's how you could succeed in the future. This is what we needed to do. And this wouldn't have happened, right? We would have had this. Well, I was willing to confront. And it turned into what I would call a shit show. I hope I can say that word on this podcast. And I literally lost a couple of friends over it. And uh, one didn't want to be involved in drama. And I was just trying to have a conversation. So had I been able to talk to everybody and then listen to their point of view and we had that full conversation, I believe the friendship still would be. But many people just, they're out of there. And I had to heal from that. It hurt me. And then you have to look at, okay, so now I'm hurt. And we start thinking these things, did I not matter to them at all, right? I had to get truth on that. I had to get truth about all of it. And it was very sad for a minute. And and I've come out of the other end of that. And I realize that, you know what? I feel released because I shared what was in me. It's not held in me. It's not building up pressure because all energy has to be, when it builds up that pressure, it has to be released. And so I'm not angry. Every time I think about any of them, I feel love towards them. I see only good for them. And so I've processed it. So I would tell everyone, even if you do confront and a relationship falls apart, it is well worth it for the good of your soul. That you say your part. And I ended with, I love you. I ended that email with, I love you. Um, You know, this is just, I'm calling out the business side of this because it needs, it needs to happen. He was struggling with his business. He didn't have a clear plan. I didn't know what to do. He didn't. I'm like, this is not how you do this. And to be successful in the future, this is what I've discovered from someone that's been doing it 20 years, right? I just took her quick outline and shared it, but I lost those friendships. But at the same time, I have peace in my soul. 
And so I will say we have a fear of being alone or not loved. We have a fear of being rejected by our tribe or whoever. But be true to yourself. And if something is bothering you, think of a way that you can share it where you can still honor the other person, but be brave enough to share it and go, this is what is happening and it's hitting up against a healthy boundary for me. I just shared something with my daughter today, you know, and she hit, we were back and forth a little bit and I said, this can be solved. And I gave her one sentence. I said, from one sentence, it's just a change in a behavior pattern so that everyone is communicating and we know she's gotten a message. That's all it is. Right. And so it's like share what would make it better also and then go, what are your thoughts? Everybody, no one wants to be controlled. Everybody wants to be able to share their thoughts. I would have kept that conversation going a year and a half ago and we might have not agreed. Right. We might have agreed to disagree. And that's OK. You don't have to agree with me. But. Be brave enough to be true to yourself and to step in the midst of that conflict and stand in your power because it feels like we're going to die, but we aren't, you know, like it, it feels life threatening. It feels. But what is actually happening is your ego is bowing to your spirit. That's what's actually happening. And your spirit is going, how can we grow? How can we evolve? Because that's what your spirit desires to do. If you run from the conflict, the evolution isn't going to happen, right? And our soul longs to grow. We, we long to be better. We long to evolve and we long to expand. So don't fear conflict. And if you're not brave enough to go in person, send an email and go, I love you very much. Start with that. You can show appreciation. And what would make this even better is if when we do this, this happens, right? That's a simple formula. Show appreciation. I love you very much. And when you do this, it makes me happy. I love our relationship. And what would make it even better is this. Could you provide that? And let the other person let you know if they can. Many times that's a simple way of getting it out there, overcoming the fear, and then starting the conversation with love, right? So. Absolutely. I'm really happy you brought up a experience in business because the power of the confront or the care front is extremely extra powerful and imperative. I mean, super important in business. It's like, alignment, right? And you're working with teams, you're working with partners, you're working with customers, you're selling, you're marketing, you're doing operation, you're doing all the things, right? In business ownership or in business leadership. And we're constantly having to come into agreement with people about something, right? And what I've learned about being on teams and leading teams is you come out of agreement all the time. You come out of alignment all the time. And it, it's okay. And part of, I think, in business and with our souls, alignment is like everything, right? In business and our relationships and our team, customers, right? And with our souls, alignment is everything. And the power of the confront, it's just kind of like a realignment. Part of being in alignment 
right? And you can look at it in relationships, right? With your spouses, your best friends, your cousins, whatever, your most important relationships, being in alignment, part of that is coming back into realignment, which involves care fronting or confronting, whatever you want to call it. And when we get stuck or we get afraid, it is ego because now you're making it about you rather than growing and connecting deeper in the relationship. And also the tooth, the fear, you brought up the fear, Claudette, fear of rejection, fear of failure, whatever the story is around it, that, that all intertwines into ego as well. So it's like the stepping out of ourselves, out of that fear, right? I wanted to just say, uh, Claudette, I, I love what you said, this leading with love, whether it's in business or any other relationship is vitally important. I believe leading with love and it is a an imperative with leadership. And something else that you said that really caught my attention was this need to listen. And being at peace in our spirit, in our soul is really important, but not doing it at the expense of other people, right, is intentionally doing it at the expense of other people. Sometimes it doesn't go exactly right. And yes, you can have peace in your spirit. But I think what people want is to be heard. And if we approach them in love, it is setting a foundation for that, letting them know that we're here. We want to hear what they have. I think what people think is confrontation is somebody coming and spewing all over you. And that's why they don't want to be involved because no one wants to be attacked. But when you do it in love and say, you know, this is just a conversation, we want to get to a better place. How can we do that? What can we do to get there? And then listen to what the other person has to say. I just thought those points that you made were really important. So just wanted to jump in with that. So thanks. Whitney, I mean, I love, I think you kind of danced around it a little bit is what we've created societally is a lot of confusion around this topic. And what's been lost along the way is the true message of just being in flow and being with someone and connecting and letting the ego go and listening. Because a lot of times for me, my ego is talk, talk, go, go, move forward in the progression of whatever's occurring. And that's really not what we need to do. I find myself as I'm evolving, slowing down my conversation, listening, leaning in a little bit more, asking more questions. Because Catherine, as you mentioned, we're not right. When we assume what the other person's going to say, when we assume what they're going to react with, my lessons in my life have taught me I'm 5% of the time right on that. Probably more like three and a half ladies, but seriously. 5% of the time I'm right. That means 95% of the time, I don't know what's going to result out of what's ahead of me. I can't, you know, I feel like I'm an intuitive person, but I don't know. We can't predict. And as you ladies have been talking today, I was reflecting back on like, how did I think part of my life's journey has been to learn how and when and where to use my voice. And I was born a child that 
I was just born with a voice. I know that. Like I, I, I was just born with a voice and I always had something to say. And so as a child with a lot to say, and as a child with a lot of thoughts around a lot of things and wanting to verbalize that, I often was told, you know, to be quiet. And I was often kind of, and I think we still might do that with children. I think we've grown a lot in the last 20 years with that with children, but, you know, and how that a lot of my thoughts were squashed and it just constantly felt like my light was being toned down and that's okay. I mean, I, I get that I needed to have lessons around how to say things, when to say things, who to say things around. There was a learning period for me as growing, but it did teach exactly what Claudette and Catherine referenced is fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of saying the wrong thing. Or, And then for me, that meant a bottle up. And I think Claudette, you referenced that a little bit because then you got super fiery. Well, for me, a bottle up then meant when it came out, I didn't have control of what I was saying. And there wasn't a, a clear message that I was sharing because it was so explosive. And to confront, I just looked it up on Google. Thank you, Google. But what's funny about it, and I'll even like read it as we're talking, is that there are literally three definitions of confront. And one is meet someone face-to-face with hostile or argumentative intent. That's the top. And that's sad. Come on. Is that what it's really about? No, it's not. And then the next definition, which is closer to how I feel about it, is presents itself to someone that you're dealing with that can't be avoided. You can't avoid the situation. That I get that. Yes, I like that one. But face up to and deal with. I like that better. Let's face it. Let's be in the moment. Let's deal with things. And I remember being 25 and I was in that, I, all I could do was have these explosive expressions. And so I went to counseling to figure out how to not have these explosive expressions all the time because they weren't productive. And I was hurting the people around me. I was hurting myself. It was self-destructive on some levels. So I'm a little different than you, Catherine. Like I wasn't scared of the confront. What I had to learn to do was tape to control the confront and and get out of my ego and get into my heart. And now as I'm continuing to grow spiritually is really get into who the other person is and what they need and hearing them, you know, and and hearing what the other side of that story is. Because remember, 95% of the time, I really don't know what they're going to say. And until I start asking questions... Yeah, and Kathleen joined us, Hi guys. guys. We said she'd you come in, and here she is. Here. I thank Hello. you. I'm sorry I'm late, but I, I love this. I love this topic, and, and partially because I can agree with both with all of it. You know, in personal relationships, I was scared to confront to actually speak my voice, but on a professional level, I was the aggressor. You know, like what I was taught to be was to be aggressive and and I wanted to continue to excel. So my thought of leadership was if you're going to confront, then you'd be aggressive. And neither has worked in the past very well. Like I usually got what I wanted, but I didn't foster very good relationships. (laughs) 
And what I wanted wasn't always what I needed either. So it's pretty interesting. When I was working for the bank, I was very young, just married before I had my children. Actually, I was pregnant for my daughter. And when I was confronting a particular teller, I was a head teller and I was confronting a particular teller, long story, but I was basically called Hitler because I was being controlling. So then I went on and I was a little sassy. And when it was Hitler's birthday, I came in one day and just said, oh, it's my birthday today. (laughs) And I was definitely a little aggressive, I have to say. But what I have found as I've moved through my own journey of changing the, the way I actually engage and confront is that instead of confronting and being aggressive in the way that the first definition was, it's more of expressing my feelings and coming from my heart versus saying, you did this, you did that. So like my understanding, this is how I feel. This is what I I was expecting in this particular area. Maybe I shouldn't have expected that, but this is where I am. And what did you hear me say? So I usually ask him, what did you hear me say? And then vice versa, I respond by saying, and so what I heard you say is X, Y, and Z. So those two areas are the ones where I I feel like it really fosters good communication. And it also frees me from the shackles that I had created of not speaking my truth because I was afraid of hurting someone's feelings. And it's felt energetically anyways, ladies, gentlemen, whoever you are listening, it is felt energetically. You may not be expressing verbally how you're feeling. The people around you know that something's up. So you might as well express it in a more compassionate, a caring way and honor yourself because when you honor yourself, you honor others. So thank you for letting me speak. Boom, mic drop. She comes in towards the end, shares her wisdom, and we love it, Kathleen. That's beautiful. Perfect on the mark where we've got to wrap up. We talked a lot today about coming from the heart, the heart-centered confront. I love how you you ask powerful questions. A couple of people talked about powerful questions today. Kathleen, you just did to sort of get in that agreement. What did you hear me say? So you kind of know those next steps. So getting into agreement through powerful questions, showing up heart-centered with love and knowing this is a growth journey. It's not easy to step into fears or to step into, oh gosh, am I going to hurt this person? Or we ultimately create it. We control it by being in our heart. And it's a growth process. Keep stepping into it. You'll continue to get better. It's okay if it doesn't go perfectly, but you just keep stepping into it and you'll see how your relationships get deeper and deeper because of it. All right. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of today, the power of the confront from the Fab Five Sisters. Thank you all so much for joining us. If you haven't already, we would be so grateful for you to go into our podcast and like and comment and have a beautiful day. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. 
listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.